Welcome to the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce's Showcase a Member podcast. Today we are here with Jasmine and Costa Theodosis from the Met Hotel. Welcome. Hello, Hello. how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So, Costa and Jasmine, you are the owners of the recently updated and renovated Met Hotel on Ruthven Street. Jasmine's also the director of a boutique real estate agency, Halo Properties. And Costa is a well-travelled and talented musician who has toured and recorded with a number of notable artists and was a member of ARIA-nominated rock band Amy Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Both are passionate advocates for local business, as well as bringing awareness to the many talented musicians that Toowoomba is home to. Jasmine also sits on our Chambers CBD Revitalisation Advisory Committee and are supporters of the Toowoomba Chambers Future Leaders. Amongst all of this, they are also parents to two beautiful girls, young girls. How old are they now? Little babies. One's almost 18 months and the first one's seven weeks now. Yeah. Nice and close. Second one. (laughs) The little one. Nice and close. So what's going on for you guys at the moment? We've obviously got the Met Hotel that's just opened up. How long have we been open now? We've been reopened for about 10 weeks, I think, 10 or or 11. Mm -hmm. Um, We opened two weeks before shutdown due to the COVID stuff. And then we had about 10 weeks off, I think, which was a lovely little holiday for us all. Yeah. And back into it now, but seem to be going strong now and with the borders closed has, uh, you know, given people a little more confidence in the local community. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll go into a bit more of the the COVID stuff a bit later because, as you said, you had just opened, got the building happening. Mm. Now, how come a pub in Toowoomba? So you've all, you know, you're busy, you've got two young children, you've got Halo Properties, and then all of a sudden this hotel, it had been up for sale, not for too long. Was it, was it about a year or two? It was up for sale, I guess. Well, a lot of people didn't even know it was up for sale because yeah. the sports club next door had a contract on it okay. and they had plans to extend their building and, and I believe they had even approval from the council to demolish the building. Mm-hmm. But that all fell through and it was back up for sale. And I remember seeing it online and just called up the agent. We had a look through and, yeah, we just fell in love with the place straight away. We didn't even know how we could make it happen, but (laughs) we just said we cannot miss this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And was it something you had wanted to do for a period of time? It's something we didn't know we wanted to do (laughs) until we walked in the place. I've got a some small history here. When I was 16, my band opened for Evermore. My high school band opened for Evermore here over in the dining room and just coming in and it was really a horrendous place. (laughs) The sound guy was saying when the band walked in and and saw the place, they were just in complete shock that they were playing here. So we'd heard about it a little while ago that it was on the market and Jasmine's mum had mentioned it and I'm just like, what are you talking about? There's no way we would buy that place. It's awful. But then when we actually walked in the doors and, uh, you know, we've done a little bit of renovating over the years as well with Halo and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So we now are able to see the potential in things that maybe don't look so good to the untrained eye. (laughs) You've done an amazing job. We're sitting recording this podcast on their stage with the bar there and I know it's a bit different because it's you know just us in here at the moment but normally you come in especially on a Thursday night and it's packed. Yeah we have so much local musical talent it's actually unbelievable and and you know I've obviously toured all over the world playing with all these different bands and seeing great musicians around the world 
and coming home I saw all these incredibly talented dudes and I'm just like someone needs to be making a little more of this stuff, you know, not just shoving these guys in the corner at a pub but actually giving them a bit more of a platform to perform. And it's so incredible because these guys have been around town playing for so long but people are seeing them in a new light just because it's, you know, it's more the focus here. Like it's really all about the music to us in many ways and it's just super fun for me as well. To I'm playing here all the time. Yeah. Um, for the first time in my adult life, I'm not a professional musician, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm playing drums more than I ever have, yeah. which is super <laughs> which cool because cool, yeah. you know, I'm still very passionate and focused on my music and trying to get better. So there's nothing better uh, for that than playing all the time. So it's such a fun vibe and it's so, you know, so many friends in the room and it's such a little community here. Yeah. And it feels really good. There's a lot of love. We put a lot of love and we put everything we had into, you know, making this place what it is. So it just feels so incredible when you're looking out and seeing all the smiling faces and the musicians having a good time because, you know, it's a fun place to play and it's just a really good feeling. It's pretty special on a Thursday night when you walk in and and I think even for people out of town – when they yeah. just come to Toowoomba and they walk into this place and then to come and sit down and just see all these amazing musicians just get up. Yeah, it is, it's really special. It's yeah. a different vibe. You're right. Like even when I've come in here on a, when there's not even the music happening, it just seems to be a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you guys have managed to get that right. So talking business in Toowoomba, you've travelled around quite a bit. Mm. Why Toowoomba? Why I... settling in Toowoomba and opening business in Toowoomba? It makes sense here. Like to me, there's more opportunities. People would say the opposite, but I personally believe there's more opportunities in Toowoomba than we would have elsewhere. For instance, I highly doubt we would be able to have a pub in another city. Okay. Yep. Previously, I was living in Los Angeles, Sydney, Melbourne, and we. It's at almost. It's a bigger market in some ways because it's just the one area. You know, you could go to Fitzroy, for instance, in. Mm-hmm. In Melbourne, and there might be there's a lot of pubs, and it's still just a small area, you know. With yeah. there's there's a small handful of pubs, for instance, in Toowoomba. Yeah. So we we're a new a new business, and realistically, we wouldn't even think we're in the conversation as a brand new pub. We didn't have any experience in the mm. industry, but for people to immediately accept us and come into our venue and enjoy it, like that's a really amazing thing that we were able to achieve here. So that and you know we've tried a lot of different things like the real estate thing and you know that's Jasmine's thing and we're going to keep right now we're pretty occupied getting this yeah. happening but that's something we're going to continue on for the next we've got really long term plans for yeah. everything and I also felt you know Costa's always been self employed but for me I always worked a nine to five job and I was living in Brisbane Sydney London. And it was always, I never even thought that I could start up a small business or go out on my own. But as soon as I sort of came to Toowoomba, I guess I got that confidence that you can do that. But in those other cities, I just never felt that I could do that. And yeah, definitely the see opportunity yeah. here. Yeah, the absolutely. Opportunity. There's plenty of opportunity, I think. And as, as what you're saying is that in you don't have that as much opportunity in those bigger cities. We're, we're, we're still quite big, you know, we yeah. are regional, but we're, we're a good size here. And we've got so many, it's pretty safe as well. We've got so many different industries around Toowoomba and in Toowoomba. Always got people around. Definitely. but And just even the, the rent at the moment in yeah. the CBD, people are able to, 
you know, take on a small shop front and put whatever they like in there, which is a really amazing opportunity that everyone gets that chance to do their own thing, which a lot of people are, you know, maybe stuck working for somebody their whole life. But at least you get to give it a go. Like, who knows? This could all fail for us. We don't know. We're working really hard to make sure that doesn't happen. But we had the opportunity to try it and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we are successful. And, you know, talking to a lot of business owners, you know, there's obviously a lot of well-thought-out plans for many. But we've also spoken to quite a few who, as you said, we just thought we'd wing it. Give it a try. It might not work, but let's give it a try. And often when it's – you would have thought about it a lot, but when you haven't had that experience or in owning this, it's – you know, you're not overthinking it. I agree. You're not stuck with preconceived ideas, and that's part of the reason I wanted to do something other than drumming. I would – with drumming, I have so much knowledge on it that you get – you're like, well, this is the way it's supposed to be, Mm -hmm. whereas something you have a lot less knowledge about, you just go your own way, which often is the secret to success. And hospitality, you can't – you can never predict what's going to happen the next day. You know, it's – the weather changes, people don't want to go out, the sun comes out, everybody's out, COVID hits, no one can come out. So, you know, hospitality is a hard game. And it's funny, neither of us had ever worked in hospitality. Yeah, right. So we're learning all this as we go. We have a very simple approach that it's all about the people. It's what can we possibly do to create the best experience for people, whether it's our staff, Mm -hmm. the musicians that play here, or the customers. It's purely about how can we make them have a better experience. And that's all we're thinking about the whole time. And so we were able to retain all of our staff After the lockdown, you know, everyone waited and came back and it's amazing. So I think that speaks volumes in that. To me, it's simple. Not that I know anything or we don't know what we're doing, but that's our approach. Yeah, and it's working. And, you know, talking about an experience is one thing. And Jasmine, you're on our CBD advisory revitalization committee. And one thing we've been talking about a lot is making it an experience. The CBD's got to be offer experience for people to come in. Shops need to now, there's so many online shops, there's so many different businesses around that you've actually got to make it an experience for people to want to come to your shop or to your venue. So in regards to the CBD, what would you like to see happen in our CBD over the next sort of couple of years? Well, like I guess like Costa mentioned, there's, um, rent is so cheap in the CBD, yet we're seeing so many vacant shops and with so many vacant shops, I mean, no one's going to come into the CBD because there's nothing here. So I guess that's the first step is getting people to conf- give uh, businesses the confidence to in the CBD to put their businesses here. There's so many businesses now in Grand Central, and I can understand why it's sort of like that hub. There's mm-hmm. parking. It's got everything. You can. It's the one one place you can go and get everything you need. So we need to, I guess, bring people here, give them a reason to come. Yep. I think... I'd like to see more happening down our end. I think there's a lot of potential down this end, but still there is so many vacant uh, shop fronts. I think CBD living is something that I would love to see happen. And, you know, obviously a convention centre is another thing that's been talked about, Mm -hmm. something that is possibly closer to town. Yes. Um, So if we can get those big artists, like the Townsville Gets, for example. So, yeah, or night markets. I think things have... Things have been tried already in the CBD mm-hmm. and or markets in Margaret Street, but for some reason they sort of take off and then they sort of fizzle out. So I think the community just needs to get behind it. Yeah. 
But, and again, we need a solution for parking, which is always talked about. I think that's why a lot of people go to Grand Central. So, yeah, I'd just love to see more happening. We want to be a part of that. That's why we joined the committee was because we felt, you know, we, we, are, we want to do our part. By We have things on. We have music on four nights of the week, trivia, and we're just expanding our experiences and, and our entertainment that we're having at, at the pub so that people actually come down here. But, you know, we have people come, walk in and say, uh, what, what can I get to eat around here, that sort of thing, and I'd love to sort of point them in the direction, mm-hmm. but I think we've still got um, some work to do. Absolutely, and I think, you know, that's what our CBD advisory committee is all about, is trying to get things, things happening, some good ideas, and as you said, hopefully get those things happening. One thing talking about inner-city accommodation is that I recently talked to some hotel owners And because with COVID-19, there's not as many corporate travellers around. And I think that might be a way of the future is we're not going to have people flying from Sydney for their meetings here, which is a massive loss to those hotels and to accommodation facilities. So I do wonder if they will then start offering out more permanent accommodation arrangements and having people rent monthly, weekly through them and bring people living into the CBD because people aren't travelling we're going to have a lot of empty hotel rooms, and wouldn't that be great? And then in the CBD, people living in there, mm. close oh. to work, it would be a great option. Well, it's normal in every other city for some reason, just isn't a thing that's happened in Toowoomba yet, I guess, because we've got so much space here and everyone has a backyard and the suburbs and stuff. But You lived on top of a shop front, didn't you, in Sydney? Yeah, a few times. <laughs> Many times in my life have I lived, you know, above businesses yeah. like this you know so and you even have them in smaller towns as well so mm. hopefully we you know it's just a lot of a lot of red tape it seems yes. is what I'm hearing so we've just got to try and get around that to get people because we've got some beautiful buildings in the CBD I mean this one yeah. as well you've got the well, Met here we've got 17 rooms upstairs 17 yeah <laughs> and <laughs> so but again there is a lot of red tape and and to put accommodation upstairs there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of work to do with that in terms of fire exits and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, if there was a solution, we still don't know what to do upstairs. We're just sort of yeah. holding off on that. But absolutely, look at, you know, people don't even realise what's upstairs yeah. of these shop fronts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and businesses. Right. Yeah, and quite a few of the pubs and hotels have that, that space up there, don't they? Yeah. have got the National, yeah. Settlers Inn, well, Norville, they've all got... Yeah, upstairs. all the old pubs do. Yeah. This, yeah, but even if you look at every building in the CBD, it's pretty much just unoccupied space upstairs. Say yes to local support small business. Chambers Top Tips. Buy from your local shops, cafes and restaurants to keep locals in jobs. Ask your local store if they can deliver to your door. Pay with plastic when possible, not cash. Stock up on gift certificates for later. Post about your visit on social media and share their posts. Check in with small business owners and employees. Look for local retailers with an online platform or help a local shop develop one. And most importantly, be kind, support each other and look out for one another. Let's keep it local to Woomba. So going back to COVID, hospitality during a pandemic, you guys got real, really hit. You'd opened the Met. How many weeks later did COVID hit? Well, it was, we had one normal trading week. Yep. And then 
We'd only really started uh, hearing about COVID around that time and it happened really quickly. The second week they brought in that four square metre rule yep. and then saw that, you know, businesses weren't really implementing that very effectively because it was so new and not something that anyone was used to. So immediately that very next Sunday they announced everyone was getting closed down. Yeah. So it was just not – even that first week we were open, We you know – probably would not have opened <laughs> knowing yeah, that we'd be closing exactly. two weeks later. But it wasn't even spoken about. It wasn't on the radar at all at that point for anybody, which is quite amazing. But we're glad we had the opportunity to open to see what it felt like and, and see what the potential was there. But it, we were just kind of in shock. And we got through it and we're still here and, and that's great and it's, it's awesome to be back. The hol- You know, it was not, I call it a holiday, but yeah. <laughs> it was... That's, you know, we had a new baby at the time, so that's, you know, 10 weeks that we got to spend with her that we would have never had had. otherwise. So I can't help but see the positive side of these things. But, yeah, it just – I feel like for the future of our business it's also good because it just gave us that um, opinion of, well, nothing – we can't take anything for granted here. There's, you know, nothing's promised, nothing's guaranteed and – that could happen again so easily like we've seen in other parts of the world and Australia. (laughs) So it's been a really good learning experience and just the way we run our business. Mm -hmm. We were getting a bit excited at the start and weren't worrying too much about the money because we knew that there'd be income there. But now that we we can never be sure, uh, at least for the time being, we're being a lot more careful and it's been good for us. But obviously it's it's funny because – I would say it's the worst time in history possibly or at least modern history Mm -hmm. to own a business in the hospitality industry or many industries, but we're still enjoying it, which is a good thing. (laughs) Like we just often, we think that to ourselves every day, like if we're enjoying it now, wow, I can't imagine what it would have been like doing this. Yeah, like a lot of people said, oh gosh, we feel so sorry for you. It's like, well, we're just loving it. So we can't even... And we now we can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah, right. So, and that's that was my next question: is how you know you guys seem to have stayed positive every time I've seen you. You've been smart. I mean, you did have to drink a lot of beer, didn't you? Yes. During yes, COVID shutdown did. time, you couldn't let the to beer ma- go off. Yeah, to encourage him to paint upstairs for me, I said, "Well, you can drink all the beer drink downstairs all the beer while you're painting." Yeah. Well, um, what else you, are you going to do with it? Like, you can't had, sell it. We couldn't. You know, I I, I had to get through about eight. Kegs or so, all on my own. So that's how you stayed positive during COVID. Um, but that's it. It's because I mean, we spoke to many businesses who were really struggling, but you also man- managed to keep all of your staff on. Mm. I yes. mean, which you must have been worried when after a week of having them, all of a sudden you've got no work for them, but you had yeah, a great we crew. Yeah, mm. we loved them. And they were all so great that we just didn't want to lose them. Even when they opened up, when they let you have 10 people for the venue, we sort of thought, oh, God, that's not many and, and what do we do because we really wanted to just to get everyone back. Yeah. So when they said 20, we, were, we just thought, all right, look, even if we don't make a cent, at least we can get our staff back and that was what's important because we could see that things were um, improving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we just have the best staff and that's important because we don't – we have an idea of what we want to do as a business but – we don't really, we don't, we didn't know how to pour a beer at the time yep. and all these sort of things. So, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know, because well, he had eight kegs to get through. That's it. I help behind the bar now. Well, a little bit. I 
try and I prefer not to because I don't I'm not experienced in customer service so I don't really like people dealing with me because I know they're getting a bit of a weird experience dealing with me so I prefer the boys that are better at speaking to people to do it but I can still serve people. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good thing. You know, he managed to keep that keep that consistency happening. Yeah. Obviously, mm. it would have been a bit of a concern. What do you think the biggest challenges over that time were? What did you find, you know, you stayed pretty positive. While were, we were closed? While you were closed. What were your biggest stresses? Costa loved the <laughs> – I struggled with the shutdown, personally even, even aside from the business side of things. Mm-hmm. I, I like to get out. I like to just – be able to go to a cafe and sit down and all that and, yeah. and socialise, whereas Costa really didn't mind it too much. He's got so much to keep him occupied. <laughs> yeah, He's got so many hobbies and he can just sort of, yeah. We also just, I mean, personally, I blocked it all out. Like I okay. can't even think about then because... With beer and paint fumes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably what it was. But no, yeah, it was It was just surreal actually. Yeah. That we just sort of, it's... We've kind of left it behind and, you know, it's been tough. We don't have any job keeper or anything like that. Yeah, as, well, that's exactly it. Yeah, we such weren't eligible so for fresh. any of that. Mm. No. And I, but I think knowing that everyone else was in the same situation, we kept saying that to ourselves, everyone else yeah, is in okay. the same it's, situation. It's so. not something that's happened Just to, to us. us. It's, yeah, yeah, not unique to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Everyone's going through it. And, and that was pretty much what kept us yeah, and we okay so, about it. People were saying... You know, we're all, what do they say? We're all in this together. 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 But when we're not, because a lot of businesses actually really thrived out of this Absolutely. situation. So that's, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> a Office bit, works. And yeah. But <laughs> furniture bicycle stores. Bicycle shops. And, yeah. Bicycle <laughs> shops and fitness shops. But certainly, Everyone's riding a bike. Yeah. Certainly bike. in our industry, I'm like, well, everything I like, this venue, drumming, that, mm. this, you know, the music industry is still not back. That's part of the reason it has kept us positive because we're back. We're in business. We've yeah. been in business for 10 weeks and it's going pretty well. Yeah. Whereas there's no sign of touring for musicians. So many of my friends, many of my friends make their living touring the world yeah. in bands and that's all they do. So, And there's really no sign of that returning anytime soon. That's, I feel that's going to be a long way. That's going to be one of the last things, mm. you know, to come back, which is pretty scary because, as you said, we've got so many talented, not only in Toowoomba, but in Australia. Mm. We've got so many talented musicians who it's going to be a long, a long wait until yeah. they're back on it. And that's, you know, in Australia we're doing well. In other parts of the world, <laughs> you know, they're hoping oh. touring just on a, you know, domestic basis yeah. will return in America next year. but. That's not even for certain, you know. No, exactly. But talking about, you know, being all in this together, that was the other thing is there was so much support from the business community. And did you find that with the pubs and the hotels is that, you know, and you said people were checking in on you, you had, you know, patrons dying to come back even Mm. though you guys were so fresh. Did you find that the business community was there, support? Yeah, definitely. I think even I think people then also had an appreciation for pubs. We couldn't believe it that oh, pubs yeah. were talked about so much in the media. Everyone asking when are pubs coming back? When are you know? And yeah. and I just sort of thought, well, that's a good thing that I think people had sort of forgotten about pubs and the experience of it. Yeah, yeah, the experience about getting a, a you know having um, beer on tap and all that yep. sort of thing. So that was probably has been a good thing. People yeah. then wanting to come back and have a drink in in the pub. So. Yeah. We saw that as a positive thing to come out of COVID. Yeah, getting back to talk. Didn't we see you on the project? 
Yes. <laughs> it was a, there was a snippet of The best of day of his life. life. Best day of his life. Which one was that? When the when the pubs reopened or? Yeah, I, I, I think or that was Or when the babies stand- were born. Yeah. I, I think that was when standing came back into That's pubs. That's okay, yeah. Yes. Because we struggled so much. It's coming back to me. I said I blocked all this out. Yeah. Stage, so the shutdown was okay. That was fine. But it was coming back into the stage two restrictions that we really, really, really struggled with where everyone, it was table service, it was limited to the capacities of the room, each room had its own capacity, Uh, all those things, everyone had to remain seated at all times. That was by far, in a way, the toughest and most stressful part of this whole thing because the pubs were back, but they really weren't back in any form that people were familiar with. So that's where we struggled. So it was the best day of my life and <laughs> you could stand again in pubs, which now you can't, of course, as of a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But the restrictions are much more manageable now. Yeah, and it was, at especially, you know, in those earlier days, it was just changing 12 p.m. the next day. So you had to really adapt really quickly and change plans really quickly. And it, it would have been hard, you know, just things like your stock, et cetera, making sure you can maintain that. Yeah. So, what do you guys see coming up for you? What is your ideal for the venue and for Costa and Jasmine in regards to how would you like this to to pan out? Yeah, well, we're really focused right now on putting a lot of a lot more original music on. Mm-hmm. So that's something we're really really focused on and starting with some of the great local guys that we've got. So, we've got Benny Nelson, who is one of the most talented singers in the world, in my opinion, and songwriters. His songs are absolutely unbelievable. He was playing here the other night and he did a couple of his original songs at the end and people just erupted mid-song. He is that good. It was actually surreal and everyone had the goosebumps and stuff. So he's doing a headline show coming up in about a month. So his own original stuff, a full show of that. We're doing some stuff with Mick Lindsay, a little... Uh, spring session. Spring session, spring session. Yes. nice. Because with the carnival, obviously, there's not a lot of music happening anymore. So we, we're taking it upon ourselves to put that on. So um, spring sessions with Mick Lindsay. Basically, it's about creating a scene here in Toowoomba. There, there's no... People say there's no music scene. Mm-hmm. And it really... It kind of is true because there's nowhere for these people to play. Everywhere that's fostered a really great scene for anything, there was maybe a hub where all those people could go and be in a room together and and be inspired and and share that thing. So that's basically what we're really trying to push here. And, you know, that's from the musician's side maybe, but then from the audience perspective, it's just such a special thing because it brings all those people into one place where you can turn up, firstly, music Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't think there's anywhere else with live music four days a week. And then, you know, with all the original shows in there as well, as well as the cover stuff, because we all just love hearing the songs we love and know. So it's just a cool thing to have a place where you, I want to listen to some live music. There's that one place. It's always going to be there. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing as well with the pandemic is that we actually get to listen to a lot more of the talent here in Toowoomba. You know what I mean? Mm. It's Absolutely. We didn't have Mick Lindsay's travelling around. We don't see him much in That's Toowoomba. That's so true. And here he That's is, right. you know, on the Met each week. And <laughs> I think he was meant to be in Nashville at this yeah. at, at this point of time. But him, yeah. That's absolutely right. It's touring even on a domestic level because the border's shut now. Yeah. So there was a little bit more of that happening. And now that over. So we're very much Queensland-focused at the moment. Obviously, for us, very Toowoomba focused. Yeah. So to me, that's a 
positive thing yeah. in many ways. And we won't, who knows when we'll be, have, be able to have that opportunity again. Yeah. So, you know, take it and run it. And for those that haven't been here, get down here, especially on a Thursday night. I think, you know, you've got musicians who are sitting down eating their meal and having a beer <laughs> and next thing they're up on the stage, up on the drums. And if you watch on the Instagram, you'll always see Costa in the background having a big old smile, playing yeah. the drums. It, it's, really, it's a really cool experience and I don't, I've never been to a place that offers it like that. I mean, mm. I haven't travelled to many musical pub industry pubs, I suppose, like this, but it, it is. It's just a very different experience. So wrapping up, we've got, you said you've got spring, spring sessions. sessions coming yeah. up, you know, to align with the carnival period. We're also hosting our next Future Leaders event early September, Politics in the Pub here at the Met Hotel, which will be exciting. We'll have some more information about that soon. So where can we find the Met? Ruthven Street, what number? With 348. 348, yeah. Beautiful. Next to the Toowoomba Sports Club. There you go. And on social media, you're on? Yep. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook. It's just <laughs> Met underscore hotel on Instagram. That's the main one we yep. update the most and share all the gig stuff and all the yeah. videos from all the, the gigs. All the live videos. Yeah, so that's the main place to check us out. For sure. You always get a bit of FOMO, well, I do, a bit of FOMO on a, like a Friday morning or a Saturday morning when I'm sitting there, you know, lying in bed and can <laughs> see all these the, the great music that was happening. Well, congratulations on a fairly new business and surviving COVID and reopening. <laughs> yeah, um, we so excited to have you as a part of Chamber and a part of the Toowoomba business community and Jasmine on our CBD advisory group. So thank you for joining us today, uh, thank Jasmine you. and Costa. Thank, thank you. you very much.